0: Here we are, after party number eleven already. It's going quick. Wow. Yeah. Today we're talking about uh, thirty-three on the dotted line, thirty-four kickstart my heart, and thirty-five packed potions and plans.
1: Look at you being all uh, professional like. uh, Yeah. So
0: prepared. uh, And packed potions and plans gives me a bit of a hint. uh, I uh, know after party about what's going on here.
2: The titles, the dotted line.
3: What are you talking about? Gozer got potions from Falsey. Yeah, yeah. Falsey made a deal with Izzy and you all made plans to go to Port Randis. Very self explanatory. Oh, yeah. Very, very good. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What what were you thinking I thought we'd
0: start uh I thought we'd start. Well, the the scry wolf thing. We
2: haven't even talked about scry you know. That kind of gave some away back in the day. But anyway. There's a lot that uh, a lot of us haven't heard in these episodes, so the listener is all-knowing, and we are not.
0: Absolutely. I feel like I'm lost on a lot of stuff now. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, especially these last three episodes, too, I feel Me too, man.
3: Me too.
4: Yeah. I can imagine where Leland's at.
3: <laughs> I don't know what the hell's happening.
1: Leland, do you like the fact that you know everything that's going on and we don't?
3: I, um, you know, surprisingly, no, actually. I want... I want those who missed out uh, to hear those bits just as much as I, as I want the regular listener to because I know I know that we all enjoy each other's role play and I I mean I, I the way I look at it is we're making a show that the five of us enjoy so yeah. I want everyone yeah. to be able to enjoy it so actually the the solo parts as much as I love putting them together and 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 having the chance for one-on-one stuff with each of you It kind of sucks that you all don't get to hear it. I think what sucks about uh for
0: us is when I'm talking to people that listen, I gotta say, shut up, don't tell me anything, so we really can't talk about it. Well, everybody knows me. I say, shut up, (laughs) don't tell me anything, because I'll, I will, uh, you know, even the slightest comment. Like, oh well, whatever they said really wasn't all that important. I think that's what uh, Ian said to us last night when we were at the game night. I was like, no, 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 don't tell me it's not important. I don't. I want to believe it's important.
1: Right. That's funny. So, Interesting. He was yeah, referring think, to Bill's conversation too. <laughs> I
5: I think it adds drama. Burn. Um, for me, um, like i f- I feel a bit more tension when I'm like, oh, you know, what are they. What are they recording without me on mic? Like, what's going on? What sort of scheming's happening?
1: All um, so kinds more... of things.
5: Oh, I can only <laughs> imagine. Gozer and theft. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that adds a little bit of tension and drama for me. And I hope that it, it's interesting for the listeners, too, to be like, to see how we role play with each other, um, having suspicions that maybe there's more going on than. The rest of you know uh, party members telling us or whatever. I don't know. I like
3: it. Yeah, and all that came out in session thirty-five when you yeah. were when Falzern was trying to like explain himself to the party, basically, right? And and Brin's slash Elena's clear frustration at,
4: <laughs> at how <laughs> long it how long it may have do taken you want?
3: Falzern to spit it out, but.
0: All right, so let's start back at thirty-three, right? The dotted line. So that's yeah, we'll get there. Uh, let's see. That starts with uh, the journey to Falzrun, is what I wrote. Yeah, down. the the last li- <laughs> the
3: last little bit. You guys had uh, your last your your third of three uh, Karen encounters,
1: and yeah, we joked that we killed Falsey's ghost.
3: Yeah, yeah. Is
1: that the one <laughs>
2: where goes or promised me the topaz and then fricking took it?
1: Didn't promise you anything. Well, <sighs> that, that was, was frustrating. <laughs>
5: <laughs> promise is a strong word.
3: The third thing you guys spot out of that, cairn, this one was a poltergeist when uh, the first two were just regular specters.
1: I couldn't tell the difference by looking at them.
3: No, couldn't tell by looking. <laughs> but the poltergeist <laughs> um, has telekinesis, so that it, it can pick and throw things up and stuff, right? That's cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a little goblin.
3: Poor Thuff was the... <laughs> Yeah. got <laughs> the shit out of that stick.
2: Bryn walked away with just not enough jewels for all the damage she did is all I'm saying.
3: Somehow Falzer made out like a bandit from those. I know. That's because Shaft's got his back.
2: That whole thing pissed me off too because like, I'm the one who is was like, Ugh. I gave Shaft the bag and then he's taking credit.
5: But I I I kinda, was like, it was very much in character, I think, when... For Falzern to be thankful and believing that Shaft had his best interest at heart when he gave him his bag back, despite that being the farthest. But thing Bill from did it to proof.
2: annoy Elena. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to exactly. say. Exactly. <laughs> you knew because you Actually, heard Shaft.
0: Shaft would have given you the bag back. Unfortunately, he was unconscious and dying <laughs> when you decided to take it. True, but <laughs> so so. I think I I believe Shaft said that he would uh, give the bag back to Falzern if we found him alive. That's true. Yeah. And uh, I never had the opportunity to actually show the good nature and giving you the bag back as you decided, uh, oh, yeah, you got another death roll there, but I'll go ahead and take the bag.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when he gave you the credit, you took the credit, and then recording, Bill was listening, so he knew it would annoy me, so he did it. And he said what he said <laughs> to annoy me.
5: I would never do that,
0: honey.
2: Never. Shaft has,
0: <laughs> Shaft, Shaft has nothing against Falzern whatsoever. He didn't want to risk his life for him, but he
5: wouldn't wish him dead. Right. Shaft is kind of like neither here nor there. As, as long as Shaft is uh, not in danger, you're you're happy, basically.
0: Right. Well, and and Bren, on the other hand, was very adamant about coming to get you because she felt really guilty yes. about you helping her. And then once we got out of the cave... She doesn't trust you at all now. I know
5: it's it's been an interesting turn of events.
0: But I will say, Shaft has treated you the same from beginning to end.
2: I will say <laughs> that it's <laughs>
0: consistent. When That's we true.
2: later decided, when we later decided that Bryn didn't see the whisper, I played that wrong. Like I should have been more trusting. I shouldn't have been so skeptical. Gozer had a right to if he saw you whispering to her, but I apparently didn't and i played it as if i did so
5: i think that was tough because you elena knew that i had a solo recording session with leland that was all mysterious that you like were you've been wondering for i don't know how long it was between that and our next play session but months yeah it was like seven
3: months (laughs) (laughs) near gestation of a human child Alayna's been wondering and pondering and writing scribbles on all the walls trying to figure out what the hell's <laughs> going on with Paul's right now. There's I lots of pins and red thread all over our corkboard. Oh
4: shush! <laughs> right in the
3: middle is Isabella. <laughs>
5: yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that that's tough to, you know, f- remember that you shouldn't you maybe shouldn't be suspicious even though like you know that clearly something's going on.
2: Well, and I think Bryn like, heard Gozer and, that, like, like or heard Emily say she's keeping an eye on Falzer, which wouldn't have been maybe, I mean, I would like to think Bryn was observant. But anyway, the whole thing was, I think, played, I should have played it differently. But it's done. It's over with. Well,
3: I, I think I disagree with that because, um, uh, one, Gozer called Falsey out for whispering yeah, to, to Izzy in front of you all.
2: Yes, that's true. Once we knew that I didn't... But I was already skeptical before I knew I didn't see. Sure. And then and then when she called out, I could continue to be skeptical. That makes sense, yeah. but...
3: But, and you commented in 34, session 34, Kickstart My Heart, when, like, Falsy was kind of acting strangely when you guys showed up to, to save him. So, yeah. I, think, yeah, true, I think a lot of... I think Bryn's actions were justified.
0: So we're jumping around here, but let's go back to when we uh, the dotted line really didn't have a lot go on till we got to the cave, and then uh, we could we could talk about. I mean, unless you guys can think of something else, I think the going down the steps is where I wanted to focus on the
2: oh, the gozer
0: attack. Uh-huh.
2: And, uh huh.
0: And I think Mike mentioned something to me about that. Is that part of the uh, comments that he made? Emily? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I would so. like to ask you, John. Like Leland, mm-hmm. he's DM, so he can't intervene. Did you realize that Gozer was not going to get an attack when she was yelling to Blave? Because like, as soon as she said that, I was like, "You are going to be exhausted, and
1: your rage is going to end." Like, I knew it was happening while well, she I was did it, hoping to be able to throw my axe because I have a an axe of returning. So I was hoping to run down the bottom of the stairs and throw it and get an attack okay. that way. Right. I guess that wouldn't even work because it has to be a melee attack, doesn't it?
3: Uh, no. No, no, no. If you were to use your action to make your attack, uh, your—I mean, yeah, yeah your, your effective threat range is like seventy feet. With but that when
2: you or. asked to dash to get the full distance of the stairs, I was like, "That's your turn." Yeah, then I, it was too late. I was like dying inside. I was like, "Don't yeah. do it."
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think I—I don't think I even realized at the time. I think okay. I even said on mic how far it was down the steps. Yeah, I think I asked Leland to move me down.
1: <laughs> and then I asked, I did ask right before my turn, too. Yeah, you did. I was. <laughs> and I just,
2: I did realize it and was like, dang it.
3: Well, yeah. And that's funny, though. When you were dashing, like, I didn't even, I literally, when I mentioned it on mic, was when it came into my head. <laughs> um, right. But also, I gave you the distance of the stairs when I shouldn't have. Because the way I described it is it was not a straight staircase, it had a landing and it curved. There was no right. way for you to tell how long the, st- the stairs even were.
1: So, thematically, it worked. But Emily right. should have known better. <laughs>
4: exactly. Yeah.
2: Maybe. And like in the past, we've had issues with you, like making sure you make an attack or whatever, right? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think Mike brought up a point. If you wanted to read what he wrote, I didn't. I don't know what he wrote. He just
3: told. Yeah, me. he had a clarification on the barbarians' rage.
1: Uh, we had said that Gozer drops out of her rage if she didn't attack on her previous turn, but it's only part of the conditions for dropping out of rage. I can continue to rage if I take damage as well. So if that freaking frog had hit me. Yeah, it
3: had happened to right. miss. So.
1: Yeah, if the freaking frog had hit me, I would have been raging still. Oh. Do we trust Leland that. with that dice roll? or no? Well,
5: I don't think he was thinking that either.
4: <laughs>
1: no. no, I don't think he was thinking that either, yeah. He also says rage I drop out of rage after a minute. I do think I have a thing where I can continue it to two minutes, so I'd have to look that up. But after a minute I would drop out of a rage, but he doesn't think any of our la- our battles have even lasted for a minute yet, so Or if I drop unconscious I I drop out of the rage also. Feels which... like they've lasted a minute.
0: <laughs> so that put us at a pretty good disadvantage going into that battle, right? Yeah. Hugely. Yeah, and I think I don't think Shaft was full health either because I went down pretty quick.
3: Yeah, I don't know if it. I didn't even know if it was much of a disadvantage had Gozer actually dropped as a result of it. Then it would have been a clear disadvantage. But there was little to no effect on the outcome of that fight had she been had Gozer been raging anyways. She lost her ability to rage. Uh, uh,
1: moving I would have had a third attack.
3: Uh, that's that's yeah. true. That's true.
5: Yeah, disadvantage on skill checks, which didn't really come. Well, into
2: play. Yeah. later Falzern starts calling Izzy immortal, so I mean we probably would have never beat
1: her. And if Gozer had been raising, raging, she might have tried to go after Izzy. So
2: yeah, I'm so mad I don't have a slashing weapon. I really wanted to just slash the wires and be yeah. done with it. I, oh my god! I was going to
0: bring that up next. I, I the first thing I thought when I saw the wires was yank them out of the back of their heads. Okay, yeah, that was and a good thought. Di-
2: which is that good, yeah. That didn't
0: work out.
3: Well, because you rolled less than the DC.
0: Right, exactly. It just didn't do it. And then the second thing was if I could just go through and slash him, of course, with my Pokey pokies I can't do that. So, uh, yeah, I think we both need to, to look into some kind of a slashing weapon for those.
2: cuticle cutters. What was it that you said, give you a pair of cuticle scissors. Just kidding. Scissors, knife, I don't know. Dagger, you could stab something. Dagger, your boots. something, yeah.
3: Yeah, and I also didn't explicitly describe uh, just how thick they were, uh, but of course, in my mind's eye, they're like, you know, like a two or three inch diameter kind of yeah. dealy. They're not like a, a HDMI cable worth of a wire, right? They're like <laughs> right
1: umbilical cords. Oh, geez. Essentially, that's,
3: that's. I mean, that's. Ba- they
1: basically serve
3: that purpose.
1: Image. So,
3: so then the next thought was
0: destroy that uh, where the the podium, yeah, yeah, which are, is right? where get rid yeah. of the podium.
5: Isabella helped out on that front, yeah.
2: Which again, oh. when I, when he's describing me that like podium, I'm like, well, I'll I guess I'll try to flip stuff because like in my mind, I'm like, I just need some dynamite. That's really what I wanted, but.
0: <laughs> so, I. I I guess we can talk theory here if if uh, Bill and Leland don't say anything, right? Yeah, he was strapped strapped to a table, so you could almost feel that uh, he was there against his will. But he seemed at awful least at first. At least, if he seemed confident that uh-huh. whatever was going down was going to be a good thing, so theoretically he could be. Uh, strapped to that table to gain some additional power
2: Willingly somehow. Willingly strapped Right,
0: exactly So uh, that's one theory I, I have And uh, when he does later talk to us about his new spell abilities As John, I sort of knew things But as Shaft, I sort of knew things also So that's the only reason I mentioned the fact that I asked what kind of spell What kind of uh, What kind of magic Magic it was, yeah, and I told you it was Eldritch magic. I wouldn't have asked that as John. I asked that as Shaft.
1: I was really hoping you were gonna knock Ozer off her feet. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I was really <laughs>
5: underwhelmed with that. I was so... well. Initially, we thought that I rolled and missed, and I was like, "Oh, this is terrible." But
1: your shield, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
5: thank you, Leland,
1: because like we now wouldn't I have you, you hit me. I yeah. can't
5: say that you've never done anything for me now. <laughs> I
0: guess I could put the I could put Brutal. this another way and say, Bill, you leveled up to five, right? Um. All right. Let me ask you no. this: How's <laughs> Fireball? How's Fireball going for you? It's
5: pretty sweet, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I'd like to see you use it. Yeah. You probably will. <laughs>
0: okay. Good. His face is all red. Like, uh yeah,
2: he's level five.
0: So that's my theory. But
2: like, also, like you said, John, you didn't have to look up Eldridge. Elena. Like, I don't know Eldridge magic, but I'm choosing not to know more about it because Bryn doesn't Bryn know. Bryn probably wouldn't. So, right? Yeah, I'm trying to steer away from things like that. And
0: I guess what I'm getting at the important thing is I don't want to men- ever mention anything on Mike that John knows that Shaft would. Right? Know. Yeah. And if I say something Which as is shaft hard. i i always think does shaft know this uh before I say it right it's, right right uh,
3: well, and uh of course, knowing extended uh shaft background then it does make sense that uh you it's at least uh semi identifiable by shaft, but certainly Brendan Gozer would not right. have any experience with being able to differentiate the difference between the two magics
5: magic missile and eldritch blast they don't know the difference
3: sure exactly yeah. magic exactly.
1: is magic
3: yeah. Um, yeah, i just I wanted mean, to uh, actually go over how that podium uh functioned mechanically so during that fight um the first two that rose uh and the way i described they described it as they weren't quite done cooking so there was a certain amount once is he activated the the podium and the wires lit up with the green light there was a certain number of rounds before the flesh golems would would come to life uh or or would be basically would come to full term to stick on the
4: <laughs>
3: pregnancy analogy <laughs> the umbilical <Yeah>. cord <laughs> um and uh so it was it was 5 rounds before one was fully done and would be able to get up and would be full full strength but of course, Isabella could manipulate, uh, if she spent her actions to do so, manipulate the, the podium and, and be able to get some up uh, more quickly. After three rounds, she could rise or raise one basically half strength. So, like those two you guys fought, were it was not the full, I think the flesh golems like CR5 in the monster manual. It was not the full flesh golems that you guys fought. Had you stuck around to fight the two that, that were at the very end, you guys would have died, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was a good move to get the hell out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pulling pulling Fuzzlern along reluctantly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Away from the love of his life. He's the only one fully rested.
3: Well, I, because none of you really asked him what went down in, in that cave, like, explicitly.
5: It was a long night with Izzy. <laughs>
1: We don't want to know. <laughs> well, right away,
2: that's not what we were worried about. And we all sort of thought we saved him until a little bit later where he's telling us about this deal. And I think that's when we're like, okay.
0: See, yeah. I, would, I would argue that Shaft knows your motivation is magic. Shaft knows a little bit of background about where we were and who she is. And I would argue that he's already sort of put most of this together.
5: Leland, Leland, you said that no one actually explicitly asked
3: what happened, like all the details. You were in that cave for a long-ass time. It took them quite a few hours to get to you. Who knows what else went down in that cave. Right.
4: Uh,
2: what was the statement uh, that Gozer made? You're blinded by magic and just yeah. goes, or falls around and goes, that's fair. That's fair. And like, yeah. okay. That's what Shafts is saying. Like,
1: yeah, he's blinded yeah. by magic. I think Gozer probably assumes he was tortured, because that's what Gozer would do. Right. And that, that's the end of it.
3: So you, so Gozer does believe there was some form of coercion in order for Falzer and to agree to what he agreed to.
1: Well, he said it was death or right. do that, so yeah. I think
2: Bryn's initial thought was that he was someone to be saved and just like shaken in his boots there. And then I played it incorrectly being so suspicious, but then after knowing they were whispering and then what he said, Bryn is like, what the heck? But she is very interested in the fact that it wasn't promised by Izzy, but if she and her people were to help us, we could get so much done and so much money and so much power and stuff like that. Like that does interest her.
0: But, yeah, I think that's all a ruse, right? Because if she's that powerful, she can take care of these things herself. The only thing I can think is she's looking for some kind of protege. I mean, think uh, the Emperor and Darth Vader, right? There's always and two. And he he wants the power, right? Come to the dark side, falls in, right? I, I see that. But as far as us needing her to finish our job, I don't trust her enough to, uh, to follow along with that line. I, I think he does because he's that's his motivation but i think as far as shaft is concerned uh we don't we don't need her help it's just i mean hell should probably just kill me for the bar tab alone
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe this
5: that's what started all of this shaft this is all
0: an
2: elaborate <laughs> ploy
5: it. to get back
2: the whole thing was started with her being like the damsel in distress against her own flash, flesh gong this has been in the works for a long yeah, time yeah i
5: have it's interesting to think back on that and that's how we met theorize about what exactly was happening there
3: i know i legitimately like i like there's been a chapter like that is is closed now like it's weird i feel weird and where the like the rest of the the story is now in its this direction that it's pointed um
1: was she trying to lure in the arcanist with having that flesh golem out, and she had to be pretending to be attacked by it and hurt. Yeah, by it. I
5: I've, I've thought about that like since we recorded, and like, how did she get in that situation where she was laying on the ground, right? When we, yeah, f- if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, yeah.
2: I think they were working together, and to give him the appearance of power and like strength in the community, or whatever he wanted, like a rep, like she. Built this, played damsel in distress in order for him to look better. But he stole the
1: armor. He stole the armor from her cave.
5: As far as we no, know. No, we
1: don't that's, know that. That's what that. we've been
3: told or assumed. Chucky told you. That's what Chucky told you. And Chucky right. led you to the cave in which he stole the goods from.
1: Chucky would not lie to us.
3: So so if your theory then, Bryn then you think Chucky did pull a fast one on you? Kind of, because he still got handed over to Detmer in the end. But
2: okay, okay, part of it is me forgetting that's where he got his armor. Then okay,
0: no, Chucky did not pull, pull a fast one. Chucky's no. at Detmer's right now. He's more than likely. I I pray that he's still alive. I wanna I wanna see. Chucky. You know he's
4: Chucky.
0: not, huh? You know I I know he's not.
4: Don't,
2: oh, no, I'm thinking of Sardo. See, it's all so long ago. I don't remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ch-
5: Chucky just sort of went in a back room with uh with the body.
0: Okay,
2: so he didn't pull a fast one. Okay,
1: okay, okay.
5: I think it's an interesting theory to think that Isabella was trying to lure Chucky.
1: To get her armor back. Yeah. Yeah,
5: and we happened to just stumble in and kind of interfere with that. I hadn't thought of that.
1: And then she became interested in you when she saw your magic.
5: That's right. Understandably.
1: Oh, geez.
4: <laughs> well,
5: let's let's face it. She was interested in shadow um, powerful magic.
2: I also feel like Bryn was a little bit tipped off when like Gozer, or whoever's throwing your little tome away, and I was like, why is it so important to you that you'd search for it? Like, we don't want her yeah, to know where we are. That so was concerning, like crap. Yeah. So, but anyway, she got a little bit blinded by the promise of like help and I power. Don't know. Power, for sure.
3: <laughs> Bryn wants to rule a now, apparently.
2: I don't really, like, think that. I think she wants to not have to worry about anything but what she wants, right? So. Yeah. And, like, not take jobs from other people anymore in the meantime.
3: Shaft was also concerned about retrieving the the, the iron token as well. Why was Shaft concerned about that?
2: Well, because there's crap we don't know about Shaft as well, so.
0: I think I think it's a good thing to have in your back the pocket. The
2: sister that's with another halfling somewhere—it's probably freaking Shaft's twin or something. Like for I all thought we it was know. more
1: like Shaft. You were going to search for it, and he's like, "Oh, well, let's get on our way." I had to help you find it so that we could get going.
3: Oh okay. yeah, that makes sense. No,
0: nah, that does make sense, but no. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be
2: able to get in touch with Izzy for some reason or another, and. I don't know. I'm super suspicious
1: of this other halfling. I think maybe Bryn needs to sneaky, sneaky into Falzaren's bag and steal that thing back.
0: Yeah. Not all halflings know each other. Yeah. Right? Okay, Come you on. say that. I mean, there's more than one halfling in Aspara. <laughs> Do all elves and half elves know each other?
2: Yeah.
5: There's a network. Oh, we
0: We all live to be
2: so long. We probably know each other.
0: Most of my family's up uh, dancing around, having a good time up north. Right They yeah. I am not the typical halfling.
3: No, you're not. Most
0: of them are, are happy, and they drink, and they like to have parties, and think, uh, you know, think They're the just hobby.
5: hanging out at a Bag End. Yeah, exactly. Not in, interested in adventure.
1: Shaft is Bilbo after the ring.
5: <laughs> While having the ring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't
2: know. There's, re- there's other reasons for suspicion, but that's, like, in further episodes, I think, but...
0: Well, I think, I mean, we... Leland, you sort of figured out we have, what, 15 days now
5: together?
3: Yeah, it's barely been two weeks. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, where where we've recorded, it's been, yeah, I think 15 days.
0: I think uh, I think from a character standpoint, we're all getting to know each other and understanding each other better, but we all have our own motivation still, and um, I think that's part of growing this party, right? Yeah. Uh, if we're on the same page on something, we got each other's back. When we're not, we we tend to—I don't know if we'll stab each other in the back. But we'll definitely not, uh, eh, I maybe count not it help out. each other. Yeah, I don't think any of you would be in a
3: rush. <laughs> be in a rush to pull a knife out should one get stabbed. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we still all want and need
0: each other to accomplish our our goal. It's just I believe the goals are are shifting. Enough now, where we all just are have to decide what's important to our character. Yeah. Okay, so let me look here real quick. I think we covered everything I have in my notes. We're we're on our way to Port Landis, I believe. Randis, Randis, it,
2: right? come on. That's
0: what I said. Port Randis, right? Yeah. <laughs> what what'd I say. What I say. You, ty- you
2: typed Port Landis earlier oh. too, so. Oh, okay, yeah. It's That's just the mean. shaftism, you know. He never says it right. <laughs> Portland is. Sure. Well, you didn't mention how you almost died.
0: Oh, yeah. Again. Uh, I think I said that. That
2: was very close.
0: Yeah, that was, that this was bad. This is the, uh, I believe this is the third time that I've had to make death saves. And also, I think this is the third time I've rolled a one on death saves. Really? And uh, Lucky has saved me. Yeah.
5: Uh, uh, every one of those times. So I've always been on the edge of death. Remind me again if you didn't have lucky, what happens when you roll a one on a death save? Two fails. It's two, two fails. Oh, oh man, geez. that is harsh. If you roll a
0: twenty, you get two saves, and if you roll a one, you get two fails.
2: Okay, I don't think we ever said that before. If that's cool. if you
3: uh, if you roll a twenty, actually you get a hit point back and are back up.
2: Oh, oh what?
3: Yeah. You get a you get a single hit point and you're and you're up. So that's it's an cool. auto success. Yeah. yeah. Wakes you up.
2: That's cool. Yeah, that's I like that's that.
3: scary, man. If you didn't have Lucky,
2: whew. what other annoying character would he come up with next?
3: If Shaft didn't have Lucky, he would have been dead in Drew Call when you guys were fighting Hank. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, would, he would have been dead like twenty five
4: episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's also the small matter of the commitment that Falzran has gotten us into yeah. to go find the sister Erica.
3: You guys agreed to help him. You, I think you got yourself into that co- that commitment.
0: He he never said. A matter of fact, he said he was going and he didn't expect us to go, or he he, he would said, like us. Yeah, to go. he
1: would like it for us to go.
0: <laughs> right. So and and it, okay. So there was one other thing back when he made the phone call to her back in gold the phone call. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, he mentioned to and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he mentioned to uh, Izzy that we were on our way to uh, what's the name of the town? With Victor. The diseases. Victure. Because I told him to say that, and he and she said my sister is there. Yeah. Right. So the only thing I can think she has multiple sisters, or they're using this teleportation
3: uh,
1: option. To be able multiple to sisters.
3: Around. I don't remember if she
1: gave oh, us I a bet name or not. Portals no.
2: all over the she, place. She
3: she did. Uh, when she was talking to you, she did mention her sister in Victor, her name's Jessica. Okay. Yeah, Aww. which Jessica
2: is part of what I overheard at the end of one of those episode excerpts, like, and you thought it was fine for us to listen, but we didn't know what the heck was going on. Like, they're in a tower or something.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, the post credit in. Yeah, and the, so yeah. Je-
5: Jessica was at Victor.
2: So I was totally expecting him to say, like, you know, get Jessica out of the group, and then he says the name Erica, and I was like, what? Okay.
5: So is this some kind
0: of deal where you get your name if you are a Patreon subscriber? Yeah. That's
2: right. <laughs> yeah, hey, Jessica. <laughs>
5: At the $25 level.
0: We need to start a Patreon so she can start giving us I was more. just going to say, are going <laughs> to retroactively <laughs> collect that? or? What? Oh, yeah. It's got to go back to whenever the episode released. <laughs> I think you're in about 50 bucks already. <laughs>
2: I think in 35 is when I, as Elena, stopped trying to personally keep minding about keeping the party together. Because we talked about this before and after parties. Like, you play Brynn and whatever happens, like, we'll make it work. And so Brynn really did get kind of convinced and power hungry for, like, the idea of a bunch of powerful witches or wizards or whatever on her side. So...
5: Yeah, I I had my... I had a bit of worry about that as well, but after the these three episodes I'm not too concerned about, you know, what what's gonna happen regardless of what our characters decide to do in game. I'm kind of over that for the time being anyway. I have more faith in you, Leland.
3: Oh
4: shucks.
3: <laughs> so thirty I guess that moves into thirty five, right? Thirty four was predominantly that combat, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, 35 was pretty much heading to Port Randis, and our, uh, I said it right, by the way, uh, our, <laughs> our discussion, pretty much a lot of it was the discussion with Falzarin about what the hell was happening, and then I believe there was a whole Gozer yeah. side story thing. So there was
2: the part about Falzarin probably leveling up or whatever that we didn't hear, and then Gozer and Thuft, right, at the end? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we didn't get to hear that, unfortunately.
0: I think we hit on most of that already. Pretty much.
2: I really want to hear
1: Gozer and Thuf.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like it'd be cool. We just looked at the stars and, and pointed out the constellations and said that we love each other and gave each other hugs. I would uh. rather listen
2: to you two than Falzern and Isabella because, like, that's just <laughs> Bill and Leland.
1: <laughs>
4: I'm offended.
3: <laughs> so you're okay with Emily and Leland? So then the the Obviously, the bad one is Bill. You just don't want anything, Bill. No,
2: (laughs) the friendship versus like the weird Isabella Falzerin relationship. Who said
5: anything about weird?
2: I think that being strapped down to a table for fun is weird.
5: No kink shaming. (laughs) So
0: I got I got a question for Emily. Emily, tell us, uh, tell us what you think. Your what is your relationship with Thuf?t I mean. Tell me tell me what you think. Are you would, jealous, would, John? Uh, I was just say, John's getting jealous. Getting Not at all. Would you, do, you think, uh, do you think that Gozer would take Thuft out if necessary?
2: Yeah. Take him out to dinner or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trade
1: him to a nice take restaurant. Take him out on the town. <laughs> Buy him some wine.
0: How do you think Gozer views Thuft?
1: As a tool to be used for her end. Ugh. For what she wants.
4: And no. I mean, he's
1: a plaything right now. He's she is enjoy playing with him and having him do stuff for her and calling her king and she's really getting off on that. And <laughs> I like the plaything
2: idea better than the like you march in front of us tied to a rope and find the traps no, like that.
5: I
0: think that's what Shaft likes about him. Yeah, right? I'm good with him being there for that reason. Alone. It's
1: it's what she needs at the time right now. She needs somebody that's going to make her feel good about herself, and he does that.
2: She's just a woman looking for a man to support her <laughs> ambition. But, but you'd kill him.
0: You'd kill him in a heartbeat. So it all makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been looking over my shoulder for twenty-three years. Yeah, it's
5: it's it's very uh, reminiscent of relationships I've had. I
1: have noticed what? that you wait till I start eating dinner before you start eating dinner? Oh,
3: yeah, that's right. Well, if Thuft heard the inner thoughts of Gozer, he would be appalled. (laughs) Poor Thuft, man. He's smitten. I was pretty worried for Thuft. Thuft has Uh, has nothing but pure love and devotion for King Gozer.
5: (laughs) I thought Thuft was going to get hugged right into the grave by Isabella.
0: I honestly think
5: if you guys went back to the cave
0: with Thuft, do you think he would, uh, and confronted with the hobgoblins and the other king and all of the people that are in that cave that he is going to stand by you and not cower immediately and run back to his original king.
1: Gozer right now believes that he would stand with her. That's why she's giving him shit. She's buying his loyalty. Is that why she cares about treasure all of a sudden? Gotta got to give stuff to Thuft. She does seem to really care about treasure suddenly. Uh, it it comes and goes. It's it what Gozer fancies at the moment, when I think about it.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, Gozer does care for Thuf. yes. If Gozer got th- killed, or if Thuft got killed by something else, Gozer would be upset. If it came down to where a Thuf was causing problems and Gozer needed to kill Thuf, Gozer would kill Thuf.
4: What
0: if Shaft killed Thuf?
1: Gozer would probably kill, Thuft, kill Shaft. Hmm. Well, it depends. If I mean, Thoft if were the... to die in a way that you weren't okay with, like a
2: bad death or whatever, would Gozer yeah. shed a solitary tear, just right
1: down the cheek? Ah, uh, like I slow... don't know if Gozer cries like that. Um, there's something happened that Bryn has an idea about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that pretty much wrecked Gozer and she's still recovering from that. So she can't cry? Like doesn't have tear ducts. I think she's pretty much dead inside right now. Okay.
5: She'd be more likely to get angry. Yeah.
1: yeah. She would definitely be angry. True. Yeah. Okay.
2: So she's a woman who needs compliments, but a man who gets angry when he's sad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half work. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, rest rest assured, Thuft is not going anywhere. He shall. Continue to live out his days. <laughs> that we know of. A happy, happy servant of his king. <laughs> I thought, honestly, that Isabella would kill him.
1: Yeah. Same. Same.
3: If she had got off one of those crushing hugs, it would not have been pretty.
1: And then Gozer would have gone after her without her rage. And then Gozer probably would have died. And then yeah. I'd be having to roll up a new character.
3: <laughs> I mean, you saw what she did at that podium. And that was just not even meaning to i think it 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 would have been interesting to
5: see what could have happened if you guys didn't heed my warning and take off um because probably <laughs> she would have killed all of you but
2: and then it'd be the falls run show well <laughs> wouldn't you like that not not
5: necessarily though i mean would she have killed you and then also like overkilled you so that you're permanently dead i don't i don't know
2: Oh, like you're saying we would just be unconscious. Right. And she would perform she would experiments on us or something.
5: Everyone unconscious, but then who knows what would happen next.
0: She could use the body parts and have little shaft arms on the. <laughs> <laughs> on
4: the body. Like a, like a little. Yeah. Like a little. Uh, Tronosaurus Rex. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I see us being like useless, useful to her. And then she like has us under some kind of spell where we're like slaves for her or something. She's pretty powerful, right? I've yeah, seen her, I'm, us not, I'm being not sure like that zombies. she would have
5: like fully killed it. I think she would have knocked everyone unconscious and then who knows.
2: And then controlled us with magic to do what she wants.
3: Yeah. It, uh, Yeah, I'm not sure. It would have taken, uh, I think, some some fancy negotiation on uh, Falzern's part for her just not to kill you
5: <laughs> yeah well thankfully everyone listened to me or were at least <laughs> or it came to our
1: senses scared yeah. enough
5: th- to to be like all right well if he's not wanting us to save him we're out of here say
1: we were scared i would say we were being sensible
5: right the main goal was to was to get me out of there and once i was free and took off then no sense in hanging around
0: i guess a good opportunity to sort of go through what at this point in the show in this point in this episode where do you think, like Bryn? What are your thoughts on the three of us, and uh, and where your head is right now?
2: And I have to like try not to tie in what we've already done. No, in no, it is, yeah, only later, what Bryn so, knows know. at
0: that point in time, episode thirty-five.
2: Bryn is choosing to trust Falzren because of the power that could be had in the future if we team up with these witches. Okay. Um, but is very annoyed that we even had to go do all that, and he couldn't just defend himself and whatever. Um, the guilt is kind of gone, basically. <laughs> like she's like, "All right, we got him back. I'm, I'm clear." She is annoyed at Shaft for taking credit with the bag of holding, getting you know pearls or whatever. She th- thinks she thinks are truly like like has a soft spot for theft and like loves theft. As
1: much as Gozer's able.
2: As much as Gozer's able. Because of, like, you've told me in our little chat before. Yeah, I don't know. Like, going forward, I'm like... I know Shaft is pretty obsessed with still finishing the tower job. Like, with Detmer on our case and, like, we have a contract and stuff. So, I don't know. She's definitely aware that she still, like, needs to be working with Shaft. Whether she's annoyed with him or not, right?
4: hmm
2: And that Gozer is a good fit for us accomplishing those goals for sure, and then is just hoping for Falzran's help with that job as well. So
0: Okay, Falzran, as much as you can uh say, how do you think Falzran feels about the rest of the party?
5: I think you've asked me this not too long ago or someone did. I don't think a lot has changed except that uh he's probably a bit he's becoming a bit more street smart, I think, and less trusting. Like I think when Falzern first made his way onto the mainland and ran into you guys, he was pretty naive, pretty trusting of, of strangers, um, unless they gave him an obvious reason not to be. Um, and now he is becoming more and more wary of, you know, what people's intentions really are. Um on an individual basis, I think he probably trusts. He thinks of Bryn as being a bit of a wild card and very self serving, despite um, that that kind of being what Shaft is like also. But I think he, there hasn't been a reason for me, for Falzerin, to not be trusting of Shaft. So Shaft, I think, remains the person that Falzern trusts the most. And then Bryn and Gozer, and I, th- I think they're pretty similar, like they're wild cards. Uh, he thinks that, you know, given the circumstances, they might not be reliable. If if their interests weren't in line with Falzern's, then I don't think he would trust that they'd be there to have his back.
1: What about Thuff? What do you guys think about Thuff?
5: I think he's a, a tool. He's a
1: tool. Yeah.
2: Bryn thinks he's someone to be protected. And was really irritated by some of the times and ways that uh, Gozer's treated him.
0: I don't trust a goblin. They're shifty. Well, use them. Well, Brynn has traps. no
2: experience with goblins. And the way that he admires Gozer and looks up to her and calls her king, she's like, you should be treating him with, you know, the respect that he's giving you.
0: Yeah, but goblins are weak little puny guys that... Uh, well, yeah, sure, experience... you can
2: tell Elena that, but Bryn doesn't know that.
0: No, right, right. I'm saying Shaft thinks goblins are puny little guys that are going to kowtow to anybody that's stronger than them. So he's
5: he knows that he's
0: just well. In my
2: up. experience, Gozer's the strongest one I know. So
5: right.
1: What about right. Falzrin? What's he think of theft?
5: I think Falzrin would probably have read of different types of goblinoids and would have a similar viewpoint as, as Shaft, knowing that they're weak and cowardly and their allegiance is easily swayed one way or the other, depending on whatever's going to save their skin and they can't be trusted because as soon as someone else comes along with a better deal for them, they're going to tag along with that, that deal. So I think that's probably what Falzerin thinks about Thuft. Um, I think Falzerin maybe, you know, thinks Thuft is kind of funny on occasion, although actually Thuft is, Kind of used Falzern as the brunt of a couple jokes, <laughs> if I remember correctly. True. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think he doesn't trust him at all, and isn't worried about him per se because I think Falzern thinks he could easily take him out, but wouldn't trust him with an important errand or or something that you know an important secret or something.
0: Yeah, I think if we sent him off with a message, he will n- he'd never come back.
5: Yeah, yeah, probably. Bill loves Thuft, but Falzern doesn't trust him.
0: Leland, can we ask you what you think Thuft thinks of the party without you giving anything
3: away? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Obviously, Thuft shows love for Gozer. Thuft does not like Bryn. Does not like Shaft. And like Gozer thinks, Falzern is completely useless.
2: (laughs) I've never ever felt that Thuft didn't like me.
3: Yeah, no, he doesn't like Bryn or Shaft very much. I don't think he really interacts with us too much, right? Not really. He, oh yeah, he, he predominantly has interacted mostly with, with Falzern, but Th- Th- Thuff thinks that Falzy is the butt of every joke. <laughs> and Thuff <laughs> right. loves that Thuff isn't.
4: <laughs>
3: Basically. <laughs> Thuff sees himself as superior to Falzern. For sure. Not maybe not so much. He doesn't think that way with Brennan and Shaft. Um, He doesn't like Shaft because Shaft is... He thinks Shaft acts and speaks above his station. Mm -hmm. Maybe not quite in those complicated terms. You know, that's not really what's... But a more simplified version of that. Like, Thuff looks at Shaft and says, Oh, he's small like me. Why is he not acting like me? Yeah. And um, he looks at, at Bryn and...
2: I don't even want to listen to this. This is <laughs> <laughs> <It's> heartbreaking.
3: <laughs> well, that I, I is think... That is
4: so
2: sad.
3: I mean, it's not that Thuft hates Brynn. It's just that Thuft also...
2: Well, you used the word hate. You can't take it back now.
3: I said Thuft doesn't like Brynn, but Thuft, Thuft looks at Brynn uh, in relation to Gozer as, as if Brynn is Gozer's tool.
5: Competition for his position, sort of.
3: No, not even that. It's just like literally, if 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 Bryn is King's tool, then why is not why is Bryn not Thuf's tool as well? Kind of thing. Oh, he oh, okay. he because he he try he mimics a lot of his own thinking and mannerisms.
2: So he thinks Bryn would do whatever Gozer says.
3: Uh, yeah, and he well he thinks that Bryn should, for sure. Okay, but but again, Thuf tries to mimic a lot of what Gozer does. As being the sincerest form of flattery, right? <laughs> Again, to get on Gozer's good side,
4: yeah.
3: kind of thing. But a, a lot of these thinkings in his are a, are a lot more simplified than that, though, right? Like he is just like, I'm a like, like they're not I'm like completely... scared
2: to ask what Gozer thinks of any of us, jeez.) <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, at this well, point, Falzerin is little more than a pet. Shaft is a means Shaft and Brandon both are a means to an end I mean Before Shaft and Gozer hooked up She was pretty much aimless And didn't really have Meaning in her life Yeah didn't have purpose purpose. Yeah so
2: that's what I'm saying Like when you say a means to an end Like what end if she's empty inside Something
1: to do Okay, Somewhere to go Somebody to talk to A distraction A distraction Yes,
0: Chef gave her a job to do with him, and he's using her. I look at I look at that as sort of a Han Solo Chewbacca kind of thing, right? I have uh, I have this big this big scary thing that I can take along with me that keeps people from having to fight. They'll just come along,
1: and he he gives her things to beat on. Hmm. You've given her things to beat on. Yeah, you, you
5: need too. to work on your Chewbacca. Um, um, <laughs> to believe, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably trademarked.
2: All right, so I can pretty much guess what Shaft thinks of us, but yeah,
5: let's hear it. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I think uh,
0: Shaft. I think we already hit on what Gozer is. Gozer's is a a uh, intimidation tool that he can use. Um, I think he saw the opportunity to be able to use this for for collecting bounties, and she needed something to do. She seemed really cheap and easy to take advantage of, and somebody that could help him out. Uh, I think Falzeren is something that he respects as far as needing somebody who... Ha- he understands magic and the power of magic. Uh, I don't think he necessarily feels that Falzerin is is uh, reached his potential yet, but knows that someday uh, he could be a good, strong ally in the future. Um, and with Brynn, I think... He's confused with Brynn. I believe he thinks Brynn is a more uh, adept assassin, based on what he had seen. Uh, he, she's also part of the underworld and under, would would understand him better than she does. And when she uh-huh. when he interacts with her, he looks at her and says, uh, in confusion, and wonders why she's thinking the way she's thinking. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you're 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 like me. Why are you not seeing things the way I'm seeing? Because uh, I'm think not it like you. Shaft. Well, from Shaft's perspective, <laughs> yeah. you're yeah, in yeah. That yeah. Dark like we're, underworld, in, the, we're right? in the
2: same field of work, but not for different yeah, reasons you know, and with different pasts, right? You,
0: you and I are. Uh, you know what the important thing is, and you know what we need to do. But you're deciding to go a different direction, and that's counter to uh, what we do in this in this underworld. Which
2: maybe that's what annoys me. Like when I say Bryn's annoyed with Shaft, that's probably part of it. It's like we should understand each other better than we do,
3: but we, right. but we don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think exactly. with the two of you, Detmer is the part of the Venn diagram that overlaps. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. O- exactly. Outside
3: of though, outside of that little smidge, right? There's so much, so many other differences.
0: Uh, there's a lot of assumptions on Shaft's part that uh, Bren is a lot more adept at what she's doing and been doing it a lot longer than. Well, he and thinks. I think
2: I led Shaft to believe that at the beginning too. I like like right. with my first kill and hit, like I led you to believe that it, like I've just been doing this forever or whatever.
0: Right, and he also got to understand. I mean, once again, I'll use a Star Wars analogy. Schaff, uh, Detmer is more of the Jabba. Right, and you think yeah, yeah. of uh, Shaft as the guy who's sort of screwed Jabba over maybe a couple times too many, and uh, he doesn't want to do that again. So when it comes down to hey, let's get the hell out of Goldem. hey, let's go get the tower job done, it is uh, comes from a place of I I need to fear
2: self preservation, yeah.
0: Right. So these side quests are not necessarily uh, in my best interest and could lead to much worse things for Shaft. So that's that's his motivation, and, and you know he, he he doesn't have anything against you guys necessarily, but if it's if you're leading him away from his objective, uh, that could be bad. Now that being the case, he's also obviously done some things like this in the past, which got him in trouble. So uh, you know he's not necessarily going to make the right decisions. So that's the way I'd sort of view Shaft's intentions.
5: Yeah, that's interesting.
3: Nobody likes anybody else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> T- basically. Together, out of uh, mutual benefit uh, benefits.
5: Falzarin did, and until you guys continued to make fun of him and knock him unconscious,
1: <laughs> just once. Yeah, so I would say there are things that we
2: like about each other. But you're right; it's all for a benefit
1: that we like that thing about them. So, well, right. we have only known each other 15 days. Yeah. Other than Gozer and Shaft. If we we like
2: it, we'll put a ring on it at some point, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we pretty much hit on everything in 33, 34, 35. Is there any other questions?
5: I think we have one from the mailbag that we didn't get to uh, uh, last time around, right?
1: Mailbag? Is that what we're calling it?
5: Yeah, we get all sorts (laughs) of letters, all sorts of fan mail. <laughs> well, someone might have thought Bill had
0: that ready to go <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: all right i do i'm I'm hoping you guys have it because I don't have it handy. i do so uh last APA i mentioned uh we had a, a question from jessica that I thought would be more relevant for for this one uh she asked can a character ever change their class like midlife crisis and I don't want to be a sorcerer anymore I'm being called to the path of the monk. Would they start at level one of that class? Would they retain their previous skill set to whatever level they had achieved? Uh, that kind of thing. So, That's really interesting.
2: So why did it apply never, to this um, one? Do you <laughs> thought Shaft and Falzern would die? Or? I've never
5: heard of such a thing. We should talk about it.
2: What do you mean you've never heard? Oh, wait. Does this mean Falzern <laughs> is doubling on something? oh i'm so blind (laughs) light bulb
4: (laughs) wow Wow. you
2: guys just witnessed how slow i am what
4: wait
0: so
2: what is magic then
3: i am shocked
2: (laughs) i don't want to know this bryn doesn't know this and i'm gonna screw it up
3: (laughs) so a, a, a character doesn't lose any levels in a particular class if they Meet the prerequisite to move into another class, then they can do so. And if they were a level three rogue, and maybe you wanted to add a few levels of fighter or vice versa, I think the fighter you need a thirteen or higher in strength or dexterity or whatever it happens to be. There's, you know, there's a list in the handbook. Your like your level four would you could take it as a level one fighter, and that's called it's called multi classing.
0: Yeah. And you, can, and you can decide which, which level of what you want to take from that point
3: forward, right? Yeah. So in that example, the the next le- the fifth level could be either four of rogue or two of fighter. So you take
5: one, one level at a time.
3: Or you could pick a third class should you meet <laughs> that prerequisite. <laughs> have you ever known anybody to do three classes? Uh, I have not, but I, uh, I would love to try should we do any wow. one shot stuff I, I will absolutely make a tri classed character
1: that just seems frustrating to me
3: if I were just to do it again I would take a couple
0: levels of rogue it seems that that just seems to be the smart thing to do
3: a two level rogue dip is great just to get that cunning action right, right? And, and hey an extra d6 on the sneak attack or, or is it 2d6 at yeah. level 2 yeah whatever it is it's a great addition
2: Okay, so that's what it was. My mind is blown right now. So, what? yeah, multi-
5: multi-classing is basically <laughs> taking one or more levels of a uh, second.
2: So, am I allowed to know what other thing of... you are? What are you?
5: What are you talking about?
2: What, what is Falzer in? Who said anything about you're Falzer? An,
5: you're making an assumption.
2: No, this assumption is totally happening based off his response to my mind
4: being blown.
5: I'm quite lost in, in the,
4: I do know in the angle
5: that you're going at this, Elena. I have oh no gosh. idea what you're talking about.
4: I'm
2: going to start Googling Eldridge magic and going down the rabbit hole I said I didn't want to go down.
0: Okay. Is there any other questions from anybody?
2: Well, now I want to be something else too. Yeah, Elena has some questions. <laughs> I have a lot of questions, but you know what? It's probably better because Bryn wouldn't know and suspect. And oh man.
5: So yeah, the terminology that's often thrown around is taking a dip, and, and that's usually when you know you've you've got a, a good chunk of levels in your starting class, and then you maybe take one or two levels from a second class to get some of the benefits that. That class would give you uh, on their first one or two levels,
3: or whatever the case may be. More often than not, to hit some synergistic mechanic that increases your power.
2: I have a question: What's a good synergistic mechanic with a rogue?
3: Another level of rogue. For, I'm
2: asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. You know.
3: There's well, see, with the rogue, with the rogue sneak attack, the the rogue levels like more linearly than. A lot of other classes, whereas some some classes, and 5e does a pretty good job of of keeping everyone kind of the power creep, uh, you know, kind of very even. But some classes just get uh, a a larger spike at specific levels than others do.
2: So I shouldn't be a rogue that all of a sudden starts learning cantrips and stuff?
3: The rogue's main feature being the sneak attack that scales with the rogue level, right? So if you want to keep that as powerful as it can, then you stick in rogue. I think 5e gives a lot of subclasses that allow you to do things. Yeah, like exactly. Rogues can do some spells. Can you? Like
2: okay, that. so I went the path of the assassin. Can you choose to start subclassing within Rogue to something no, else? No, you're, okay. in your,
3: you're in your subclass.
2: Dang it. Okay. That would have been cool.
3: But, you know, it's nothing
0: wrong with just becoming more powerful within your class, too. There's
2: so much wrong with it, John. I'm missing out
1: on everything. No, I have not FOMO at all. bad. I think-
0: Ro- rogues can become very powerful. I
1: all of a sudden you have know, FOMO. Freaking, we'll do a one shot someday, and you can try something else.
3: She has to DM the one shot. Oh, she no. can't try anything.
2: Do
1: not. That hasn't been on. <laughs> She's record.
3: gonna make oh, a,
5: a multi class NPC.
2: I'm not DMing anytime <laughs> soon. I'm
5: so yeah, nervous.
3: I want.
2: I want to play. God damn it! I'm so nervous.
5: Yeah, I've had, we've had some people request that we run some games for them. And, you know, just friends and whatnot i think in real fun. life that's right
2: i'm not used wow. to playing in real life we'll all have to show up with our laptops we're have to and... have you guys mail us <laughs> a bunch of miniatures and
4: uh...
0: <laughs> so that brings i mean part of this podcast that when we started it was uh, introducing you two to dungeons and dragons from uh you know never played before to now now we're 30 what, five episodes released and probably another, what, three that are recorded, Leland? Yeah, about that. Something like that. So you're looking at, you know, you have almost, I don't know, what, 40, 50 hours after you cut everything out of gameplay. What are your thoughts on Dungeons and Dragons overall, you two?
2: I think that's what Bill's obsessed with. He's watching videos. He's listening to podcasts. Not that that's a bad thing, but I haven't read the Player's Handbook even, like... I have only learned what you hear on the podcast, right?
0: So I guess I guess my question is: What do you feel? Do you feel it's that it's something you enjoy? Do you oh. recommend it to other people? Do you, you know, what, go back to back in what when we start recording this back in February or, or March, and what you thought of it then to what you think of it now?
2: Well, obviously, Bill likes it. No, I'm just kidding. I like it too. I I'm like so. Into I really enjoyed role playing episodes, so the last three that haven't been released yet were like all role play, and I'm enjoying it so much more than I used to because at first I was just all about rolling in the fight and stuff, but I've really enjoyed trying to develop the character, play like the character, think like the character, and I'll throw this out there: I think the next three episodes coming up, like Bill does a really good job role playing compared to previous episodes as Falls are in, especially compared to the beginning.
0: It, does it does it become easier the more you do it or do you just become more comfortable uh, with us with your character oh yeah and and with us yeah
2: we're more comfortable with you guys
5: I'm um, I think I'm getting a lot more comfortable around the thought of really like investing myself in the role-playing and giving it everything I've got sort of thing whereas I always knew that was going to be something that would take me a while to get used to and to feel comfortable doing. I'm very, very comfortable with you guys, but I'm just not the, you know, the last thing I would have ever wanted to do in high school was take a class in theater and get up on stage. Like, that's just terrifying.
1: Oh, I do here. not, do not like to perform.
5: I don't like to be the center of attention. <laughs> so role-playing something that, just, you know, takes effort for me, but saying I like that, the you're challenge. you're not
2: saying that I do. But exactly. I have had, you know, a dream of, you know, being a stand-up comic or something. Yeah, I think it I think it's just <laughs> I think I'm funny. <laughs> you
5: you feel a lot more comfortable doing it than I do.
2: <laughs> I like to think I'm funny. No, I I don't think we'll ever like let role playing games go out of our life at this point, whether it's D&D or something else. It's been really fun. Yeah,
5: I I absolutely love that you guys convinced us to do it because it's it's flexing a part of my brain that doesn't get a lot of exercise these days, you know, like being creative and... Just like the rest of your body. Ba-dum-bum. Exactly. <laughs> now at least my body may Something. be loose and saggy, but my brain will be just <laughs> rock hard. Ooh yeah, rock hard. Nice that and That <laughs> rock hard brain. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I, I'm having a blast. I'm really enjoying the challenge of trying to get better at role-playing. Um, I also just love... The fact that there's an entire, just the player's handbook is a huge book of interesting stuff you can read about and mechanics and lore. You're and
2: handling wizard way stuff. better than I thought you would.
5: And then Like better than
2: you started, right? Like he's got it together now, I feel like.
5: There's also like a million different other books you could pick up and read. And I love that stuff. I love fantasy and, and all the lore and backstory and, and crap. It's great.
2: I am extremely nervous about the mentioning of me DMing, Leland. It just seems, because I haven't read through and I don't know all the rules. That's what makes me nervous. I'd be totally fine to improv with you guys all night. But, like, if I don't know the rules and how that might affect what I'm trying to do.
3: Clearly, I don't know the fucking rules either. Well, (laughs) Preach, (laughs) brother. Let's just do it. I think you do pretty good. We, We can have Ian DM for
0: us.
2: He would. That went all right. Yeah. that was. We did, fun. we did do
5: that one uh, one shot with him. At
0: we Oregon, should play so it was a fun. whole.
2: We should play a whole one shot where Leland can be theft or another character to get out of his system.
0: I, I, I I'm just saying, that he knows the goddamn rules. He does know the rules
2: as well.
4: <laughs> no, yeah, all I right, gotta, do, uh, I gotta
2: do some dreaming. So,
4: listeners, so give me we get some off the re- subject, ideas. Well,
3: I wanted to I interject ask... though. Um, as far as how far Bill and Elena have come, like. I mean, we're to the point where you guys have a handle on the, uh, enough of a handle on the game where we can get into multi-classing, okay? Like, that kind of says it. That's on, pretty like, good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you well, guys are doing great. My mind is impressive. still
2: blown because I didn't know that was a thing. Jeez. Noob. Shh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the, the only other thing that I think is new, at least to all of us except for Leland, is podcasting. So my question to you guys is, um, and I answer this myself too. Do you feel that you are on a podcast when we play D&D?
5: Why don't you why don't you go you and Emily go first? All right,
0: I'll go first. I don't. I don't think about it at all. I think about just a bunch of us getting together and having a good time. I really don't think about anybody listening. Not until I hear the final episode that's released. But with Leland putting in all the effects and everything and hearing it, I almost listen to it like I'm a fan of the show listening to it and don't really think about us when we're recording. I separate it completely.
4: What about I, you,
1: Emily? I separate completely. I If I think about the fact that people are actually listening to the words I'm saying, I will shut down. I won't talk. Um, so I can't. Maybe
2: you can play a mute next time and think about (laughs) the people
5: listening. That'd make for great podcasting.
2: (laughs) Climb everything and you guys have to interpret what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great for podcast character. Yeah. I remember um, when we first started listening back to the episodes, hearing my voice in the other room, you know, if Bill's listening on his phone or something, or listening to my own voice being really weird... And now yeah. it seems like totally more normal. So I think that's a gauge right there where I'm like more comfortable hearing myself. But yeah, I think whatever. I don't know. I was worried about
3: trying Are to you keep you aware Oh, I'm of aware a, of it a for podcast. for
2: sure I'm aware of it cuz like for a while there I was trying to keep the party together and everything like in my mind with my actions. <laughs> I will say the last play session that we had last week like I think I did a better job of being like just the character. Bill role played really well. Everything was really fun. I had a really good time. The next few episodes, guys, are going to be really good.
5: Yeah. Uh, this is a bit off topic, but I definitely, not that I didn't ever trust Leland as our DM, but I have gotten a lot more trust in in um, the fact that he's going to work out whatever stupid stuff our party decides to do, and it's going to be interesting. And, you know, they, like even if the party splits for whatever reason or whatever. So. I, I didn't ever not trust Leland, but I he has built a lot more trust with me after the past handful of episodes that that now is not even a thought that I he worry gives you about. more
2: magic and now I that just equals do trust. Whatever
5: I think makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no, I just he's he's a super creative, um, which makes him a great DM. So
1: yeah, Leland's doing a great job.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think
0: I think when I just started throwing stuff at him and and he
5: made it up on the spot is when I knew. I didn't have to
0: worry.
1: You're about You're like, that this is good. Yeah, yeah I,
5: it was not a. It wasn't a lack of trust in Leland's intentions. It was more just like, oh man, how's he going to deal with if we throw him some crazy curveball that doesn't make sense narratively? How's he going to pull it back together? Like that could be really challenging. But I don't worry about
3: it anymore.
1: So all the curveballs are going to be thrown soon.
3: All right, yeah. I got my bat. I got my <laughs> bat ready.
1: <I'm>
2: my, Louis, <laughs> my Louisville. <laughs> We're going to really
1: put him to the test.
5: To answer to answer your question. It, I used to think about the fact that we're on a podcast. I don't know when that stopped, but I definitely don't anymore. With the exception of just, you know, trying to watch my language um, and and keep this family friendly. I don't want to say anything super inappropriate for the, you know, varied listeners out there. But otherwise...
1: Now I want to know what you talk like in, in normal life when nobody's listening.
5: Yeah, my Ned Flanders filter.
3: Um, so
2: I'm the only one that realizes we're on a podcast while we're playing Leland. I don't really you think realize about it. it, right? No, no,
3: no, believe me, I am well aware that we are exactly something that someone else has to listen to.
1: <laughs> so well, the that, two that of us seem to be you, the best Leland. ones, all right. Everyone else is. T- I mean, I keep it in mind that things have to be entertaining and interesting, and that we can't just all sit here twiddling our thumbs. Right. And I try and make Gozer make interesting choices.
0: I think the only reason, the only thing that comes up to me is when there's a long silence I feel like I have to fill in the gap. Okay, well. Other than that. That
2: being said, remember how the last little bit here, like, to realize you're on a podcast also means that I don't have to come up with a quick response as fast as a podcast should be interesting and fast-paced. Like, we started actually be, like, I have, I'll speak for myself, started being like, okay, I need a minute taking a break and realizing Leland will cut that out. So it's not...
3: If you need time to think. Yeah, if yeah. I need
2: time to think. Yeah, if yeah. I sometimes wanna... I
3: will, sometimes I won't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who knows? Leland's <laughs> chaotic. I, I know that you do, though, <laughs> because lis- listening to... Um, you did the last play session without any edit other than just uh, trying to sync it all together, which was work in itself. And we heard clicks and barks and, you know noises and pauses and i was like oh yeah leland does quite a bit to make us sound better than we really are so
0: yeah that's what i was saying when i listen back it's it's like a fan because i hear all that uh, leland's put together and i i think about it and i go well it sounded a lot worse in my mind when we were doing it versus the way it comes (laughs) out at the end and I also know that what the work involved in. So more more importantly, I want to know what Leland thought. What Leland thinks about? Are you aware when you're DMing that this is for a podcast, or are you just playing D and i
3: I'm predominantly just playing D and D. The I mean, the way I DM on Mike is no different than the way I would DM in person. Uh, of course, you know the 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 real self awareness it's it's there when i'm when i'm preparing but you know when i'm actually doing it it's like it is what it is obviously whenever i when whenever we finish a recording session or there's something that we we do like the solo stuff right like obviously i'm always thinking about where it's going to fall in as far as where the edit the episode's actually cut up and sometimes uh it doesn't always work out the way i think it's going to like session 35 was uh, three distinct recording sessions that were cut up and put together. All of Gozer's solo stuff, that was obviously Emily and I after the fact. Uh, the first half of the, the regular stuff was the tail end of one of our recording sessions, and then the right in the middle was uh, the beginning of the last time we played. And it just happened, I think, listening back, like I obviously know where they get smashed together, and I can tell... Uh, just by the way some of the RP unfolds that yeah, clearly this is where the gap has, and it doesn't quite jive with what came before it always. maybe it's not entirely evident, but it's, it's not it's that obvious. super evident to me. <laughs> it no. wasn't it wasn't to me when even I being back. the
2: player and knowing where things should have stopped and yeah. ended, like, I mean, I guess we had to skip some stuff, but yeah, no, it seemed good.
5: Speaking on the topic of editing. I just want to say if any of our listeners aren't listening with headphones in or maybe listening in your Bluetooth in your car or something like that, I highly recommend getting some earbuds or some headphones because Leland does a lot of really good ambient music and sound effects and stuff like that that comes through really well with headphones. Yeah, it's actually mandatory. Yes. Yeah, it's
4: mandatory
5: actually. <laughs> Sign on the dotted line.
1: <laughs> yeah, on the dotted line. One more thing to say. Can we all agree that we will never, ever, 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 ever do this live in front of people? Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's
2: when you can be your mute character. Every,
5: <laughs> everyone's got a price, Emily. You just have to figure <laughs> out what that is.
2: Yeah, I would love, love to. It. I would love to do it live. Christy
5: just did it. Yeah, that right? that's really cool. That uh, what what Christy did. Upcoming guest.
2: Let's agree that. Uh,
5: Wait, did should. Do
2: people oh. know that? Yeah, well, no, we should say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. we
5: have two, two upcoming guests, original
0: encouragibles. Yes, uh,
2: from the OG days. Which
0: is, uh, yeah, this is when we, uh, where we all got started on Twitter, where we all met, and uh, yeah, Christy and JT. JT,
2: not Justin Timberlake. I wish.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do need to thank you know people like you know JT and Christy and uh, Pep. And uh, Patrick, who have taken the time to, to come on our, our show and, and be NPCs. And, and we have a lot of other people that said they would be happy to do it. And we know that, you know, it takes time out of your your day to come on here and play around with us and have a good time. And, and we want everybody to know we really appreciate their time when they do something like that. And I think it adds uh, to the podcast and it brings people in from the board game community. Uh, that's our idea. Uh, to let them know how RPGs work, and and you can have a good time with this, and and I hope that's the message is getting across to everybody that we uh, we're bringing in
3: listen to the show for those
0: things.
2: Oh, it
3: adds. Hopefully, the um, at least we plan to have the fall kind of jam packed with a bunch of guests. As uh, uh for, as far as my workload workload goes, having guests on actually does diminish it. Uh, Quite a bit, and the fall is busy for me usually. So, hey, more guests.
4: <laughs> here we go. <laughs> no
3: objections
5: here.
4: Yeah,
3: I think
5: it's fun. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm I'm really thankful that, uh, like you said, John, that all those folks have taken the time out and prepped and come on. And yeah,
0: I mean, really, the board game community. I, I, I they're it's an awesome place to be right i mean we've met tons of people through cons and, yeah. and uh you know through interactions on twitter and different places and uh you know we're just a couple schleps from indiana that just likes board games and and uh build a game room and threw some pictures up on 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 twitter and you know before you know it you get to meet a lot of people a lot of uh you know Big names in the board game industry are all really nice people to talk to. They're not; they're really approachable, and and we feel really uh, happy we've we got to meet a lot of them. We approach
1: the heck out of them, yeah. yeah so
0: very aggressive with that's, your
4: with
5: your approachingness. That's,
0: <laughs> well, yeah,
5: I I I'm not too shy when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, we would I,
0: I always it. I always meet everybody, and I don't have any problem talking to anybody. And then Emily's the nice one that uh, that sort of puts the latches into them, right? And, and uh, <laughs> You know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I just break the ice. And then she goes in for the kill. Uh, and then <laughs> kills she, with she goes,
2: she goes up with the gozer. Listen to
4: our podcast. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> exactly. But that leads me to the, the other thing I wanted to sort of add into a couple of things. I was, I was going to do some shout outs. People, people really, uh, they, they bring us up. I've heard some different podcasts that have brought up the Encouragable party in the past. And, and, uh, you know it's anything they put out there for us is always just uh it's a nice thing for people to do. So I just wanted to do a couple of shout outs here. Uh, first off game all night with Chris Whitpan. Uh, if you guys haven't heard that, check it out. Uh, Chris is a great guy. We met him a couple of years ago. I just caught up on a few with uh, Paula Deming, Mike Deluzio and uh, Marty Connell. I was listening to those the other day and you know, Chris does a fantastic job. He's a listener and uh, he, he's uh up to, up to speed on where we are on, on the show and, and he's made a lot of comments so I wanted to take a moment to you know sh- give a shout out to Chris and all the great things he does with his show if you if you haven't listened to it you should tune in. Yeah
5: I highly recommend he's he's a great guy.
2: We had some fun with Chris at Origins that's
4: for sure yeah.
0: Yeah and uh Boards and Swords uh Chris Wintroll, um when we started doing this we talked to Chris a little bit about getting some of his ideas on how we were approaching it and uh Chris has always done a lot of good stuff. They have a a boards and swords and a couple other shows that they do. Emily's done some artwork for him Dirt bags of holding and, you know, just give him a shout out. Those guys are great. They've mentioned us on their show too. And, and personally, I wanted to do a shout out to Sarastro for uh, miniature painting. Um, He's a great guy. I do a lot of miniature painting. And uh, if you are a miniature painter, definitely check his uh, YouTube channel out. Uh, You can't, can't get a better teacher than, uh, Sarastro. So that's all. Anybody else has anything to shout out? Anybody else they want to
1: probably could mention? have prepared something. If you had let us know, we were doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks.
5: Jim. I, I think we've mentioned this in the past and we keep forgetting to do shows for people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I just wanted to to look really good and make you all look really bad.
5: Mission accomplished.
4: Mission accomplished. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I attribute all of our success uh, solely to myself, so why would I shout uh, out to, yeah, okay. to anybody? So.
1: <laughs> shout out to Leland Steele for being a great DM.
3: Yeah, all kidding aside, you're
5: doing a fantastic job, Leland.
3: I think you all are all doing an amazing job, and you four really do keep the show interesting and is what, draw, is what really is drawing people in. That's I great, think.
2: but I would like to bring up something. You're not really um, upholding your end of the bargain here, Leland. You have sleeves on your t-shirt tonight.
3: That's true. Oh, dear God. What is, right. is happening? <laughs> you are right. My Dungeons, Dragons, and Deadlifts uh, shirt without the sleeves is in the wash. I actually need a, a shirt with sleeves that says, my other shirt has no sleeves. Yeah, you really do for laundry days.
2: We can make that happen on Redbubble. uh, I will. I
3: will say though, today I have been overheating like a motherfucker because I have sleeves. We have sleeves. Yeah. Key to not overheating in the summer: take the sleeves off. Don't
1: see how those little that little bit of fabric is causing that much of a difference. It's
3: It's because yes, it's been scientifically (laughs) proven we've talked about this. Yes, it's been scientifically proven that the deltoids release the most amount of body heat you, know, I what, you know what i wasn't I trying to Google make that. our
2: longest after party the longest after party but now this tangent might yeah make don't, it. don't
5: bother don't bother fact checking that just just take our word for it
3: look there there are studies ongoing on this yeah on this topic Long, like, longitudinal it's, it's a, over multi it's a really big concern there's <laughs> people the overheating area. yeah people getting like heat rashes in the armpits <laughs> All across well, North America, across the world. This is a global climate change is real.
5: Yeah, it's only going to get worse. You'll never see sleeves in another five years.
4: <laughs>
0: I thought we were going to full body suits, like unisex or
3: unitards or whatever.
2: Unitards. You call them. Oh That's man.
3: That's fine as long as they don't have sleeves. Oh, I
2: am they're... not asking to see they any of you sleeves. in unitards. That's
3: no, I just, you just cut off from the elbow to the clavicle. Well, and you can you can wear like, like long gloves, right? You just get rid of get get those delts out. Get gloves,
2: them out. get them out.
5: <laughs> I might still have my my old uh, wrestling uh, onesie that that you could wear,
3: Leland. It definitely did not have sleeves.
2: It is sleeveless. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right, I gotta have to shed some weight before I put on anything that's skin tight. So. <laughs>
2: it was embarrassing. Let's, tell it, let's
3: just say that.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen any pictures of that.
5: There are none.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, well, we always know it's time to wrap up when, Lim- when Emily gets so giggly. So.
0: <laughs> She's not drinking anything
5: right now. She's just.
0: She, doesn't need, a, she doesn't
2: need to drink anything. It's just a certain point in the night where she just giggles at everything.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Getting close to Emily's bedtime, she gets giggly. Is that what it is? Nine thirty, she starts going. Uh,
2: yeah. I
3: was gonna say we started <laughs> yeah, early today.
2: I don't know what you've been putting in that water. <laughs>
0: well, anybody have anything else they want to bring up? I think we can sign off.
5: Yeah, not that I'm not that I can think of.
0: I think there's some good stuff coming up. Oh yeah! Hopefully we'll all uh, we we'll all survive to uh, episode forty.
2: Fingers crossed! Yeah, yeah, guys, tell your friends, get them listening. Go, just gonna you want to uh, you're be mean, able to? You're gonna want to be able to chat tight. about these episodes.
3: Don't fuck with Thuft. Of course, it it'll kill you. <laughs> That's what we learned tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
0: forgot to say, Thuft is leveling up, right? I mean, so. <laughs> it's true. He's getting more and He's more. He's
2: multi-classing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, shit. I didn't even think about Costa that. Give a moldy glass to wizard.
2: Yeah. He's taking a dip of wizard. <laughs>
5: taking a dip of wizard. Thuffy, <laughs>
3: Thuffy thuff King, King Wizard. Thuffy, thuff
2: Exactly. He would do it. He would want to like
1: be competing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've been John and Shaft. Thanks for listening.
1: I've been Emily. I'm Elena.
3: And I'm Bill. And I'm Leland Steele, your sleeveless DM.
2: <laughs>
4: Not currently.
3: <laughs> and that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact James Mercy Music at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at IncursibleParty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us. Contact at IncursibleParty.com or reach out on social media. The Incursible Party on Facebook and Instagram. At Incursible on Twitter. Using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout out during our behind the screen after party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring.
1: My internet's been much better since we put that thing out in the game room.
0: Good. I don't know what a
3: dildo has to do with that, <laughs> though. But... <laughs> There's your sound bite. I'll have to mark that one, NSFW. <laughs>
0: I I think you have to leave this in. (laughs)